Podcast. Sometimes it's like the most challenging part is right when you're coming up, like that first hour, let's say, because you're kind of, you got one foot in, one foot out of a world and like, you know, things feel different, but they don't look different, but it's, but like the part of you that is comfortable with the world that you know is like, what is happening right now? And like, can kind of like want to hold on to the reins, but you're also just moving in another direction. And so that's where they talk about like surrender and trust. And I think for people just knowing, like if they're feeling a little like disconcerted, uh, disconcerted, I'm not sure if that's the right word, but um, if they're feeling that to just like reassure someone that it's totally normal and that it's not going to last. And a lot of times words like that, like what you're feeling is normal, that's, it's going to move just like feelings move, like yeah. this, this isn't forever the way you're feeling in this now moment. Like, don't worry, like just breathe. We can like take a little walk. We can put on a different song. That's a big one. Your music, having music ahead of time, like really like planning out your playlists is so important. And I would say like, what should I play? Play whatever you love to hear, yeah. especially if you're trying to have like more of like a fun, joyful experience play what you love to hear, you know, like where, because dancing is so fun. Like you're saying Dave Matthews, yeah. suddenly you put on, you love Dave before and then you have mushrooms. You're like, oh my fucking God. Like this is the yeah. greatest show. Welcome fellow Lushes. Come on in, pull up a bar stool and enjoy some cocktails with dimples and the beard. The tavern is now open. Yeah. Welcome back, fellow Lushes, to another episode of Cocktails with Dimples in the Beard. Another one. We're, we're just back for more. Another beautiful woman. And this That's one, we have. This one who likes a lot of stuff that... Yeah, we're different drinks tonight. This one who likes a lot of stuff I like. It, it It's hence the green. Yeah. Got a little... Whatever. Got a little, I'm just drinking wine tonight. Got a little powder. I'm just going to do a little wine tonight. I'm just going to fill that fucker full because you know what? You don't want to hear this to the... Can you hear that? Yes, I can hear it. It's fucking stupid. I'm going to do it the classy way. Oh, God, that's a good glass of red wine right there. <laughs> that is the way you should drink red wine. I don't care what uh, anybody says. These people that pour like this much red wine into this classy. giant fishbowl. It's, way to fucking do it right it's just idiotic. Why do I keep having to pour it? And it's breathing right now. It'll breathe. It's good. It'll breathe. Hey, guess what? Guess, guess what arrived today? Today. Um, the Ashley Hobbs signed headshot. The terrifier. Mm. Mm. I've not. I have not seen it. He's watched them. I just said bug it. Terrifier. Oh wait, nope. One and two. Oh yeah, one. And- oh wait, and and the Great Waldo Pepper. Hell yeah. I have no idea what the Great Waldo Pepper is, but my eighty-year-old co-host most certainly does. Robert Redford. Robert Redford. Is that your movie for the plane when you go to Florida <laughs> to party with the eighty-year-olds? Maybe I will download it. That's it, it, it. This is a great movie. I have not seen it for a lot of time. But anyways. For a lot of time? A lot of time. Sometimes the shit that comes out of your mouth is... George this. Roy Hill directed it. Oh, also yeah. directed Butch Cassidy to Sundance Kid. Yep. He did. Slapstick. Slapstick? Did he really? Slapshot. Slapstick. Slapshot. Slapshot. Yes. Great movie. If you haven't seen Slapshot, you gotta go see Slapshot. That's the, a great fucking The Minnesota movie. hockey movie? Uh, no, I don't know. Paul Newman. The, the, the minor league team that just, oh, I'm thinking of the the brothers. The what's the, the Hanson brothers? Yeah, 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 that's what's it. They're in there. 
Paul, that's a Paul Newman movie. Hell yeah. Oh. They're like, how do we bring people into the door? Ding. Gloves go off and they just fight the whole time. That's perfect. But it's a great movie. Anyways, Terrifier. This is a weekend coming up for me, man. One and two. Are you going to watch Waldo Pepper in between? I I might. I might. No, I just want to get. I just want to get terrified. That's like all your, at once. That's like your palate cleanser. And then I'll have to do that after, so I can actually sleep that night. Well, as uh, as an experienced terrifier one and two watcher, you, my friend, are going to have a great weekend. Do you suggest I wear it? I watch those movies um, clothed or naked. You're going to want to jerk off. So done. I mean, if you want to rub over your pants, it's fine. But yeah. I would. I would have it out. Okay. I mean, thank that, you. That clown, that clown. That clown. Woo. If, if that clown don't get you going, nothing will. He's got some teeth on him. Oh, that, wouldn't that be the opposite teeth. of? Well, they're just dirty. They're not. They're not sharp. No, 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 no. They're not teeth. Gotcha. They're just really. It looks like he hasn't brushed, and I don't know. He probably hasn't. He's got. He's been eating flesh. 50, 60 years. I'm assuming. I don't know. You don't know that. I don't know. I can't. I don't know what he's eating. He's just, he's killing and doesn't have time to brush his teeth. He's Art the Clown. Art the Clown. And he is. We have seen seen good clown movies. I hate to, I can't do it. You can't unseat Captain Spaulding. I mean, I have like three tattoos of the guy, but but he is. But but I am getting one tattoo of Art the Clown soon. So. Oh, that's, that's gotta be really good. Boom. Watch the movie. We'll book, mm-hmm. a, book a appointment to get a tattoo of the guy. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yep. And then contact everybody who's been in the movie in an attempt to get them on your podcast. Oh, I'd love to have them on the podcast. And keep trying and keep trying and reach out to people you know who might be able to help. Like our friend Adrian Leon. He's, he's the greatest guy on earth. He's the great guy doing doing what he can and that we understand 100%. And since uh, just since the thought of you since we mentioned Adrian Leon, thank you so much. And since we haven't mentioned Let's it in a that. long time, go watch Kindred. Kin Dread. Great K- movie. K I N space D R E A D. Kin Dread. It's been everything, but Amazon Prime for sure. Fantastic um, movie. It's all over the I think place. it's on YouTube for free now. And YouTube as well. Yeah, it is on YouTube now. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good psychological so, thriller movie. It is a movie. great psychological thriller, yes. The um, lead actor. I've gone back and watched it a couple times, so. Lead actor is brilliant. Lead actress is brilliant. It's uh, well done. Our buddy Pat Cupo is brilliant. Our friend <laughs> Karina Harney is brilliant. Great job. Yeah. Yeah. We're not just saying that because they were guests. We were impressed by them to have them as guests. That's where it came from. Yeah, right. If they hadn't been brilliant in the movie, well, Karina, we'd have still had because she was brilliant in Playboy. But <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you see, she's uh, she's going to be. Pat, I mean, bad if you got any layouts. We haven't seen them. Send them our way. We'll, well, we'll take real- a look. Pat's brilliant in everything. He's, he does. He does. And, so, I, and the, the beauty see, of that was to go back and watch some of his older movies, which I really enjoyed as well. Did you just see he dropped his second hole in one? Yes. <laughs> yes. Because he's doing a lot of golf these days. Congrats, buddy. Yeah. Way Congrats. to go. When you can golf like that. Yeah. That would make golfing more fun. When you're good at it? Yeah. When you're actually good at uh, it. Well, that's why I don't have fun. That's why sex isn't fun for you. Exactly. <laughs> I just stopped. Damn, that was a good one. Okay, so you forgot to tell him what to do. You for, you forgot to tell him what to do. I, do you ch- need me to ch- hang the sign up? We were just chit-chatting. Jesus Christ, but now... I know, but usually you drop it right after I talk about the... Uh... Oh, well, whatever. Uh-oh, hold on. I'm improvising. 
right. While he's doing that. Let's do a favor. Go subscribe. Uh, share it. Share it. Post. Share it to your friends. If you enjoy it, they got to enjoy it. Like, subscribe, leave a comment. So there you go. There you go. And here we go. Do not keep a pretty lady waiting. Especially a pretty lady who wants to talk about mushrooms and stuff. All kinds of drugs. So without further ado, Kat Walsh. <laughs> Absolutely. Hello. 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 How are you, Kat? Good. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, we got you. We got you. You did. Yes. Perfect. How are you tonight? I'm very good. I like that setup you guys got going. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You know, work in progress. Work in progress, really right? I definitely dig it. Yeah, we are. Uh, I think we're, we're, you'll be, you'll be in the episode one, maybe 120 ish range. So, oh, congrats. We've been, yeah, we've been going well, a while. Yep. Yeah. So, so thank you so much for coming on, Kat Walsh. We, uh, I became familiar with you when you had one of our former guests on your podcast, Anna D. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, love the content you're putting out because I, uh, I, I don't, I'm not going to call myself a full fledged psychedelic user. I've tried mushrooms yeah. like three or four times and, sure. uh, and enjoy them and wanted to learn more about them. So I've been watching your, your stuff and, and, uh, thought it'd be fun to have you on and talk about, you know, everything psychedelics. So. Awesome. And I have, I have not tried them. Um, so I'm just curious to ask to hear as well and learn myself. Yeah, no, I, I I love it from both perspectives. It's one of my favorite things to talk about, obviously, because I've got a whole <laughs> podcast about it. So, yeah, definitely ask away. And I love Anna D. And once I saw, I saw a little bit actually of her episode with you guys, yeah. and that was that was also the catalyst for me to be like, I want that girl on my show. <laughs> like, I want her. You guys did fun. a great job with it. So this is like a perfect, uh, a, a, just a perfect meeting. And and um, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, she's an absolute delight. So yeah, anyway, go check out for the people that you have a podcast trip on this and you also have your podcast life with Kat, Kat Walsh. Mm-hmm. And uh, trip on this is kind of your, your dedication to psychedelics, talking to people about psychedelics, telling your psychedelic stories. Life with Kat Walsh is kind of your journaling style and, and getting all the feelings out and 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 being brave and bold and uh, yep. telling the world things that I, you know, most, most people, people, most people don't want to tell the world, but <laughs> totally. <laughs> Including me. I don't, I don't know that there was like a, woo, I'm going to just like talk about things that like, you know, I could never retract, but yeah, yeah just when, when, when you're kind of guided to do things, it's sometimes it's like pushing past a lot of resistance. And yeah. so, yeah, that's definitely so, like that Walsh. <laughs> as of right now, no regrets for pushing past no. and perfect. No, no, yeah, no, it's, it. uh, it's, it's definitely, I mean, I, I still have my moments for sure, but no, you know, this, this last one, I actually just released something on trip on this. That is one of those topics. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, uh, I had a lot more resistance actually this time around the first time it was a little bit easier, I think, cause it was on life with Kat Walsh and it was, uh, you know, I just, a a smaller podcast I think there was like I did it and like do I ever have to do this again and and then I was like okay I just felt this like overwhelming feeling of uh needing to talk about it and I guess we could tell your audience they're probably like what are you talking about right now (laughs) well we could we could tell them or we could tell them to go watch your podcast whatever you're most comfortable with okay that's a good tease to to go check it out yeah no it's definitely very personal and most people probably do not tell everybody they know and people that they don't know but uh <laughs> right or tell the world yeah tell the world <laughs> as literally. you are so yeah. i'm curious yeah. the first time you you uh broached the subject on life with cat walsh how long did it take you to hit the upload button before <laughs> so you know it's so funny about that so okay i i 
create the whole episode and I'm feeling pretty good about it. I was like, you know what? I like the delivery of that one. It's kind of the way that I wanted to do it, you know, and from a place of empowerment as well. And not just like, oh God, you know, but actually talking about something that most people would deem, and including myself, like something I thought my life was over, who's going to love me. Um, yeah. and, and then how that actually really did open up so much like sexy adventure for me and opportunity, like interesting people and uh, letting, I almost became, I don't know, I like activated my own, maybe like sexual power after that. So, yeah. it, so it's interesting. Like one would think that that would be the thing to uh, like somehow retreat into the shadows, but it actually I shut it down, but yeah, yeah, shut it down. And it actually like made it, made it stronger, but also not as maybe frivolous uh, like it was in my twenties, right? Where <laughs> it might've been, you know, it's not that I, my relationship to sex and in general anyway, my twenties wasn't from a place of um, connection half the time, you know, right. many mistakes that I had made, I was so drunk, you know, like there wasn't a, a whole lot of like real conscious thought around it and after after something changes your life and there there's a sense of responsibility that comes with it but then there's also a sense of intimacy that comes with it too yeah. and so yeah like it changed everything obviously it changed yeah. a lot in terms of the way that I felt about myself and the way that I like approached relationship but it was you know, it's one of those things where it's like, obviously, do I, would I like to like wave magic? Sure. Awesome. Right. Yeah. Clients want to come out, you know, cool. Yeah. And yeah. it's nice to be, have an opportunity to, to be, help be a voice for people to say like, Hey, your life isn't over by the way, yeah. you know, and, and I'm sure you've had people reach out to you and say, this helped me so much that yeah, somebody I'm, else is talking I'm, about yeah, it. I'm in the same spot right. as you. Yeah. Yeah. Many, many people actually have. And, oh, you know, I was great. really afraid that I was afraid that like I had a few people that like would always like write me, especially I'm thinking about a few guys right now. Um, I mentioned this on this, this latest trip on this podcast, that that was the one that I had a little more resistance around talking about this because my platform is much, much bigger yeah. on that. So it's like, okay, time to tell like, I don't know, thousands of people <laughs> like <laughs> uh, about this thing. Like, Hey, just in case you wanted to have like a nice Thursday, like here we are, but <laughs> in case this matters to anyone. Um, but, but the bigger, the bigger idea around that was less about like, here's this thing that I feel I must tell you. And more about uh, the, how shame, the energy of shame and any kind of secret that we hold is a poison for yeah. us uh whether we can feel it or not and that and we can get into the mushroom aspect because it really that clarity came through a mushroom trip though i kind of always knew that but i just thought that was going to be a thing yeah in the shadows and so before uh, we get so, too far forward into the story yeah. let's go back and you you started in the corporate world and mm -hmm. uh and then i mean and thriving it's thriving in the corporate world so yeah. what happened and what led you to the day that you're like enough i'm, uh, I'm yeah, yeah well what was the corporate let's let's tell everybody what the corporate world yeah, was because yeah. you're yeah. in uh um an agency creative agency mm -hmm. artist mm -hmm. agency and you were yeah. doing what there and you go off of that 
Yeah, I um, I always had cool jobs, you know, and awesome. and uh, I started at like the ESPN X Games. Like that was my first job out of college. Then I went in, started to work. It was right at the. I graduated um in two thousand eight, which is like a terrible time to graduate <laughs> because I don't know if you remember two thousand eight, but like the economy just yeah. collapsed at that yeah. time. So trying to get a job was like a whole thing. Um, so I got to, but I still got the opportunity to be what they call a floater at actually big studios like I, I was working at new regency and warner brothers and doing some just kind of like floating things um but then i got a job at caa which is uh short for creative artist agency and i essentially was a junior agent or ended up mm -hmm. being and uh i would you know i got to talk to the biggest movie stars in the world at that yeah. time it was extremely glamorous extremely yeah. glamorous um Feel free but, to name drop if you'd like. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm curious. Like Nicole Kidman and Emily Blunt and uh, uh, Henry Cavill mm -hmm. and uh, um, oh my God, on the eyes. so much bigger. There's there's so Liam Neeson <laughs> and uh, oh my God, uh, James Bond, um, Daniel Craig. Oh, Daniel Craig. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, just a really like so 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 many like amazing cool talent yeah and they're like josh brolin like it was cool like it was yeah. definitely i was getting to do uh and because it was cool in quotes uh it's very easy for i always like to say like the the best part about my job was saying what i did <laughs> okay like it <laughs> was point. yeah yeah it, it was that it was like i really liked the way that people were impressed you know yeah. and when you're between the ages of 23 and 26 what what i was when i was there um that was okay and there was a, so much cognitive dissonance telling myself that I was okay meanwhile I would be like crying every night because the actual um environment of an agency is horrible. gotta be chaotic like, beyond like it's just I mean it's probably changed now but the amount of like screaming like mm -hmm. I don't I've never been like screamed at like that in my life like it's so it's so alarming, actually, like for for any soul. Like, Whenever I think of, of uh, agency, I think of uh, Ari Gold from Entourage and okay. that office. Like, <laughs> I always say, I was like, that's benign. That 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 seemed like, I mean, it's okay, but like there were there's there has been worse. And I, <laughs> wow. It was, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty wild. And then there's still the carrot of you're the biggest agency in the world. Uh, you know, I, I will say this, like in terms of like anything like sexual or anything like that, I never dealt with anything like that. And That's nor good. did I know anything happening like that. Oh, Look, good. It's Hollywood. Yeah. I'm sure it's, it's sure it's there, but I just want to caveat that for your listeners that that was never my experience, which I'm grateful for. But it, in terms of just the volatile nature of like anger there and like mm -hmm. fear, it was mm -hmm. as they called it actually the Death Star, like the building was oh. called the Death Star. And I was like, why would you even name your building that? As a, like, <laughs> that motivates you to go to work in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would. I only would like my heart would be pounding every time I like get to the office. I'm like, is this normal? Oh <laughs> God! So the normal? fear of like being fired every day. Oh, every day. At the fear of doing something wrong, and also the fear of being fired. Like the fear of going, and then also the fear of being fired was so confusing because I'm like, okay, so you're afraid to go, but you're also afraid to. <laughs> to be let go so it's like what is happening here right. it was and and eventually i 
<laughs> I ended up like, there's only so much I think a person can take. And I ended right. up, you know, I'm somebody who like can be pushed, but not pushed that far. And I eventually just like snapped with one of my bosses and we would just get into these screaming matches. And let me tell you, when you're an agent trainee and you don't have any like clients that make you millions of dollars and your and your boss does like I don't know who's gonna win this argument you know so um, <laughs> I actually was told that I was not going to be an agent uh, at CAI and I was like okay fine oh. <laughs> yeah and I I was still devastated I was like Kat are you happy like but you know it, I was just lost in the sauce yeah <laughs> time. sometimes you don't know that you're supposed to be happy but you are happy <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You just haven't figured it out yet. Yeah. It was, it was really, really, it was really hard. And then I ended up going into marketing and I, the last kind of big corporate job I had was I was um, working in marketing and kind of overseeing big, like I would oversee the BMW account uh, and HBO and Freeform. So I was doing some like really cool, like big brand stuff. Um, But the thing is, is that I just, I started to get like almost resentful about not feeling free in my life. And so I just, I just got like, I started getting like angry at the idea that if somebody was like, do you want to go to Bali for three weeks that I just couldn't like, Hmm. because I didn't have 10 accrued vacation days because I didn't, you know, and I just started to get like, I don't like the fact that like, I don't, I have to be here and I have to be on this call and I have to wake up at this time and I'm tired and, and I still have, have to, have to, have to in quotes. And I'm like, I don't, like I'm just I started to like almost like rebel against myself and maybe um just the construct that I was in then COVID happened Uh. and honestly it was like a kind of like a divine miracle I was asked to do a podcast by a big comedian okay that's I always kind of thought I wanted to do a podcast but uh I would have quickly talked myself out of oh no no like who are you like what what would you have to say you know, all the self-limiting beliefs, and this this ties in really directly to the, the psychedelics of it all, because that, because I, I always thought I was confident, but like really, there was very surface level, you know, like there was like a very surface level amount of, of confidence. And um, so when this comedian had asked me, do you want to do this podcast? He was actually a pretty big comedian. Like that's what he did for a living. He had a following, he had this, all this stuff. And so I said yes to him uh and we do one test it goes great and the next day he calls he's like i just watched it it's amazing i'm going to put the money behind it i'm going to put the marketing and do the whole thing do you want to do this and i was like oh my god Mm. yes two hours after i say yes i get a call from my boss uh that I'm being let go. Now it's July, 2020 at this point. So at this point I was actually like extremely Ooh. grateful actually, because so many people got laid off. Remember like right in like March, yeah. April, March, April, 2020. Like, boom. I was like, well, we're making big decisions before we know what's happening here. That's odd. Right. Um, but for me, thankfully I still had this little bit of a window, but I saw the writing on the wall because we weren't bringing any money in. Right. Um, but then they give me a severance package not not a huge one, but like enough where I wasn't in a total panic to just like get a job. And yeah. because I had that window, I just decided, would it be crazy to live a different kind of life? And I've been living this crazy ass life ever since. 
obviously the podcast didn't didn't work out with the with the with the comedian and that's okay. that's what's interesting is like it was really quick uh okay it, it basically he just like got me in the door he just yeah. showed me I'm like but can do it and then I just, we quickly couldn't work together and then i started trip on this nice. oh okay so so no 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 episodes ever came out from him with him no, no it okay. was like two tests to see like did we have chemistry did it flow yeah and then it just did you know, we kind of just didn't like after that our work styles were different like everything about it was just it just didn't work suddenly and i was really like trying to make it work because i thought how can i do this without him how well sometimes I- doing sometimes doing a podcast with a co-host is very difficult if you know what i mean and sometimes you want to be, <laughs> be alone oh uh, that's funny but i mean you guys got you obviously got great chemistry one <laughs> 120 later i mean y'all, y'all are doing great well know? we've been yeah we've been friends for 25 years so we you know yeah. we got a lot of we got a lot of history um <laughs> when when did you start using psychedelics? Well, I tried psychedelics at 15 uh and it wow. was it was like oh 16 16. I was 16. I was with my best friend at the time who was also 16. We both had never done it. We split an eighth of mushrooms. It was the best experience ever and then it became the worst. If there was a, <laughs> like a user like a like a user manual for like what not to do that's what we did on our first mushroom trip. Sure. So I was like, okay. I, needless to say, I didn't do psychedelics again for 15 years because okay. that experience, when it turned not good, yeah. it was terrifying. I was like, this is never going away. Things were like morphing. I've never had a psychedelic experience quite like that, honestly. Like it was the most visually psychedelic okay. experience I've ever had. Um, and, but, but I guess I can say like more regularly um, where it's like part of my vibe was, I guess, 2017. So, 20- so still working with corporate, but you'd. Started- yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did one mushroom trip. Was it before or after? Okay. Forgive me. I forgot if it was like, <laughs> I did one mushroom trip around 2017 or 2018. Uh, it was fine. It was extremely emotional. But I, after I was done with it, I was like, okay, I don't need to do that for a year. Like that was a lot for me. Okay. Mm. It was a lot. And, uh, and then I did ayahuasca. Oh. Ayahuasca actually kind of, I went to ayahuasca almost on my like hands and knees because I was in the corporate life, but not happy. Sure. And I was like, I always believed that my life was meant to like, feel I was meant to feel passion in this life and I was meant to like really like love what I do like I'm I am I am just like going to like it is this it are we just going to work here Mm. and I'm I'm not passionate about anything that I'm doing I was just like in such a just like this like low-grade depression of like monotony yeah routine routine and stress stress and routine is like I'm like stressed out about something that brings me really very little joy. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's like peak moments with it, but yeah, sure. Um, overall, yeah. Overall, when you talk about stress and routine, like routine is supposed to be the, it's supposed to help you eliminate stress. So right. that's supposed to be the part that, but when you got yeah. both of them together, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> that's the one thing about having those like ooh, sexy job is, is that the overwhelming like pressure though, to actually perform in a job like that when mm-hmm. your, when your boss is BMW, the, the bar is very high and that's cool. Sounds cool, but there's not a lot of wiggle room for you not 
making a deadline. So if that means if you're up till two in the morning, so be it, you know, and if you still have to be on a 9am call, okay. (laughs) You know, like there's not a whole lot of sympathy around that because it's still that like, well, look what you get to do. Who who you talk to? So did you feel uh, like you had to continue on because of that? You know, look what you get to do. And you're like, well, not everybody does. So I'm going to continue doing it. Yeah. I think a lot of that was still definitely in there where, I, I can always feel the, the immense gratitude of the kind of work that I was getting to do and getting to work with really talented people. Um, but it was just slowly becoming like more and more apparent to me that I was starting to bump up against like the, the box I was in. Like yeah. I started to like rebel almost against it and kind of like push how I was like, I don't want to be told what to do like this in my life. And if I have to go into more of like a creative lifestyle that's more in the gig economy, but I get to make my hours, then so be it. Yep. And that's a that's a that's a big one for people like to wrap their head around. Like, wait, you have this education, and you have this kind of you could have these kind of jobs, but you now rather do assist for an event staffing thing right now, and also look after dogs, and also do like all the different things that I do to like. Um, live in the world and create and thankfully trip on this is is i've got four new sponsors actually that i'm working with which is really exciting to see that actually really sort of grow and expand that's awesome yeah yeah but but before that it's like yeah it was just really like trying to like piece things together but you were happy yeah i mean look it's been a whole journey with that too that's what life with cat walsh is too is it's like you know the human condition is always there's it's being a human's a lot you know (laughs) yeah like it's a lot and and finding a sense of like balance and peace and fulfillment has certainly been like I could never think of myself now just like going back like there's only forward now in you know using my voice and like service helping people you know that's what trip on this really is that's what life with Kyle Walsh is for me yeah that's the latest episodes that we kind of started this off with we're about you know like all the ways that um yeah that i can kind of like we all have something unique to add to the collective a lot of people are into like what can i get and if you've got that attitude which a lot of people have yeah comes well the world that we kind of know is i'm just out for me and i want to get what i want to i want to get it above anyone else and um and that, that's also the trap, you know? And, uh, and so, yeah. Yeah. So, so back then when you were saying, okay, I don't have to do this again for another year, mushrooms trip. How often do you do it now? Oh yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that part. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> so, year. <laughs> so yeah, then I started like tripping my face off you guys. So okay, <laughs> oh, we, we got, we have to get to that point, right? Yeah. All right. Well, we can slow down. It's psychedelics, you know? Um, Okay, so my a friend of mine was an amazing musician, and he had created a show that was like this audio visual, insane dance party thing. Like I couldn't. There's barely anything to describe it because it was kind of like a first of its kind. He did yeah. it in his. He lived in a beautiful home, and it was in his studio. It was like on a screen, and he had basically matched. It, he's a he's a big composer. Um, and, but he was making all different types of like drum and bass, like electronic music. Some was like beautiful and all this stuff. 
but he made it for mushrooms. He made the oh. whole experience for psychedelics. And he had gotten the idea um, from another artist that well, the, just like the general idea of like this other artist would create for, for mushroom experiences. And so he invites just six of us over to his house to like, he pulls out this massive bag of mushrooms, you guys, like so, <laughs> so many, so many mushrooms and Molly, it was like a pound, like a pound of mushrooms and Molly. I was like, oh, we have, I have, by the way, at this point, I have like no idea, like what's what I was like, how much is this? Yeah. <laughs> In hindsight now, it's probably like, it was like a thousand dollars worth of like <laughs> mushrooms for sure. Like now looking back. Um, and so we all like, I'm, and now I'm like, I'm not sure, but for some reason it was kind of a go. This was now 2019, by the way. Okay. okay. This was happening, okay. And and it was six months in. So I had already had my ayahuasca journey and it was all about self-love. Okay. That was the big curriculum was to love myself and in and, and to figure out what that means. Right. And that's obviously much bigger than a mental, like, I love myself. Like that's a whole journey in of itself to when we really show up for ourselves. And um and so I had kind of begun a little bit of a spiritual journey before that time. Now it's July, 2019. We're invited to this show and he's like, okay, we're going to take a little bit of ecstasy and a little bit of mushrooms, which is called hippie flipping. For you, oh, for, okay. You do it, so. Yeah. And I want to, yeah, that's a good point. You do have a nice little six minute episode that goes over all these terms, which I loved. It was great. <laughs> oh, cool. I'm so glad I'm going to do, I have more of those coming out. So yeah. I'm glad you like that. Like little, little tidbits. Yeah. Yeah. So it's called hippie flipping when you combine a little bit of either MDMA or ecstasy and mushrooms. Um, obviously you want to, anybody listening, like just start low. If you're. Yes. Don't jump! Sure. Don't jump into the hippie. Flipping. I don't know, like you know, like a little quarter here, you know. <laughs> um, but I had I had already done a lot of ecstasy at that time. I I started. I loved right when I turned thirty. I discovered um, Molly and ecstasy, and I was like, oh, "Where have I been? Where have I been? This is the most extraordinary, heart opening, fun experience. I had never felt fun and joy like that. So I was like already very familiar with." ecstasy sure um but mushrooms again i was kind of like oh we, we know about the last two times but i was kind of like okay and he can and he told us he's like with the ecstasy it kind of chills out the weirdness of mm -hmm. the 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 mushroom experience and i would say that's very true for me at least um and and many people i've talked to is it doesn't make it maybe as weird and because mdma feels so good in the body you've got that component in there where it's like so much dopamine and serotonin mm -hmm. is hitting you that like even if things are trippy you're kind of like but i feel great <laughs> you know like, yeah <laughs> um so we start watching this it's the most awe-inspiring fucking thing i've ever seen in my life this show was banana town i i still to this day it's like indelibly printed on my soul and i thought to myself like okay i mean i don't i don't know that it like had fully um fully land i just couldn't even believe what i was watching to be honest and 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 the obviously the enhancement of a psychedelic although i've seen the show um without a psychedelic and it's still like mind-boggling oh okay um yeah so it's not just like high Curious thoughts about that. No, no, no. Yeah. this thing is this thing is like incredible yeah. um and we end up basically tripping all summer long like <laughs> all, all, all the rest of the year i mean yeah. he must have done that that because he just kept adding songs adding new creations i mean it was always brand new we would just come over <laughs> eat their mushrooms have their molly and watch the greatest 
show I've ever seen. Like I was like, yeah, like what, 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 how did I like conjure this up in my life? Like, this mm-hmm. is so cool. <laughs> I'm so stoked. You're my friend right now. Like, right. Wow. right. Um, good for you. <laughs> yeah. Good friend. Good for and, friend. um, and so we were just like tripping so hard. And the thing is during that time I began to change but it wasn't through like conscious integration. That's a term you hear a lot in psychedelics now is, okay. hmm. is uh, it's all about integrating the psychedelic. You can get a lot of gets, you can get a lot of insight and a lot of revelation on mushrooms or a psychedelic, but what do you do with it? Yeah. How do you put that back into your life? Right. Mm-hmm. And apply it to your life when you get a hit of what you kind of need to do. A lot of times that kind of insight comes to us anyway. That's called intuition. It's like the thing that we know we kind of have to do, but sometimes it's not convenient. We don't want to. And then we push it aside. And then it usually like forces its way to the forefront and we have to deal with it. You know, it'd be nice if we didn't have to, we could just act on it when it was just kind of a little like nudge instead of a shake from the universe. (laughs) But um, so I didn't go through any formal process of integration, but I was integrating and I remember just like weeping at home in just in, in, in gratitude, actually, for so many like just revelations about my life and just this opening within my soul and, and, and expanding that like I, it was just my own like personal evolution as a human being was, was, was so fast. I felt like the wisdom that I had gained around my own life and my own patterns and my own bullshits and the way that I was hurting myself in ways, you know, unconsciously oftentimes um, was like 20 years of insight all kind of packed in to like this, let's just call it a six month window where I was just, I don't, I can't even just, just, leaps and bounds of a different person like I can't even begin to like <laughs> so I, I was going to ask the time frame yeah. so you already answered a six month time frame but during that six month time frame was it every weekend was it every month or and probably like two times a month for sure sometimes okay. three okay and we'd and- be tripping all night and into like sometimes the next day yeah. Like, so do you think that helped you doing it so often? I think so. Or you know, I, I okay. do. Okay. I do. And, and and it's not like this is again, it's like a personal thing because if you ask any practitioner, right, they would not be talking about tripping like that that often. That often. often. <laughs> no. Sure. However, for me and my soul's path and without kind of that knowledge, I'm kind of grateful I didn't have it because I needed it. Mm-hmm. It it was the, it was like a super highway of change that I needed to put me on a new direction and um, a state of empowerment that I had never yet experienced. And I experienced the first mega seed of real like divine spark for myself. It was November, 2019. So it wasn't even the full six months. And I'm watching this show and I'm tripping. I'm having a great time dancing. We're all dancing. It's like, you know, it's like a super fun. Like it's like definitely a dance party. Sure. And I just remember thinking to myself out of nowhere, I can do anything I want. Yeah. 
And I kind of like, I remember it like took me aback because I wasn't at all thinking about myself. I wasn't, you know, like thinking about my life in any way. I was just like thoroughly immersed in this experience. And then that thought came to me or, you know, divine spark of yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that thought, I, I began to ask the question, like, what did I mean by that? What do you mean that you can do anything that you want? And I, it just, it just began like that, like that spool just began to unravel. And did you I, ask yourself that question that same night or was this yeah. later after the tripping was done? Both. Okay. Both. Yeah. I, I like fall. I caught the thread immediately. And then I kind of like questioned it in my head. I was still being present with the moment, but I was like, oh, I mm-hmm. buy that. <laughs> but then I, that never left me that like real, because in, in a psychedelic trip like that, at least for myself, I remember m- most of it, to be honest, like even when I'm really tripping, yeah. sure you can have like massive, massive experiences where people like really kind of lose time, if you will. But that's, that's in, you know, seven, eight gram doses, which is like hero's journey style <laughs> laying down and blasting off into the universe. And yet I still haven't even experienced that before. I just know that that's possible because I've spoken to many people about it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, well, that's why I, I'm I'm myself curious that there's many nights that I've been really drunk and I've, I got awesome ideas and I'm going to do this and solve all these problems. And then I forget them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, so obviously you're saying it's, it's different with the psychedelics. It's definitely different. You, I, I never, um, it's first of all, it's just like an, it's an, it's a totally different type of experience. Mm-hmm. And you get actually incredibly heightened to everything. So your senses actually become ultra heightened to sound to your actual sight. Like when I'm tripping, I can look at a tree and see the tiny pores of it, like little tiny things that I could never actually see without it. And I remember I like trip tested myself. I went up to the tree the next day just to be like, was I just tripping and thinking I'm seeing like tree pores here? I went up and I was like, no, 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 there they are. Yeah. But I just, I've, I've never been able to see them like that. Actually, animals in the wild will eat mushrooms too. And they think it's because of the, the sense, like what it does to your senses where like alcohol, right? It, num- it numbs them. It numbs everything. Yeah. It numbs everything. So mm-hmm. it's the, it's an, it's an, it's actually almost like the, an opposite experience. And, you, like and you remember, um, you also feel things a lot right it's a lot of obviously we all know like when sometimes when we're feeling too much we have a drink not to feel it as much now that's not always successful (laughs) (laughs) sometimes it just makes it worse um but i think the the attempt is how can i like put a like a gauze over my feelings right now so it doesn't hurt as much where a psychedelic turns up the volume yeah. And so that's why a lot of people talk about it as, you know, about healing and about the medicine journey and don't look at it rec- recreationally because mm-hmm. um, of all that. So that, that leads me the, the summer of 2019, when you're, you're hitting the, when you're doing it every other weekend or whatever, are you going into each of these trips with intent? Do you know that you're, you're looking for something you're, or, or, or are you kind of using it recre- recreational at that point and just getting some of that? Yeah, it it it's definitely started recreationally. Um, but my I think I was in a just like a really open state. And I would say my 
it definitely like as as we kept doing it, my spiritual life also began to like really um, become a very big part of my life. Um, so when that happened, while this is all going on, I began to get more intentional about the experience. But oftentimes the intention was like to experience joy with my friends and to have fun and to feel pleasure and bliss and like feel how amazing it feels to be alive because, you know, there's so, there's a lot of talk around mental health and and all the ways that we don't want to feel, we don't want to feel depressed. We don't want to feel anxious, but how do we want to feel, you know, like what are the, how do we want to actually feel? And I think one of the, the big things that actually healed me was actually healing through joy and I didn't realize that even though my intention was like through joy in this, I wasn't like through my joy, I want to work through this thing that I'm going through. It wasn't like that at all. It was just like, I kept just setting my intention to community and having fun. And, and it's like my nervous system, what happens on a psychedelic mm-hmm. is your, your brain becomes very um, flexible. It's called neuroplasticity. And essentially what happens, it was uh Michael Pollan, who wrote a a bestseller called How to Change Your Mind, talks about this. And essentially, when you take a a psychedelic, it becomes a snow day for the brain. So it's it's, normally our brain is an efficiency machine, and it goes in the, the quickest route that it knows. This is what a pattern is when we react the same way to something almost every time. Sure. That's how we've always been reacting. And it's and for our brain um, to take a detour and try something else is not actually how it's how it's like scientifically works it actually just goes for what's efficient for us as beings right so it'll keep going down the same groove and it gets deeper and deeper and this is why a lot of people don't change their behavior it's like very repetitive where when you have a psychedelic suddenly those grooves are snowed over and you can take any direction now you could take any direction in your thinking um and like so, ones you had years prior and then snowed over. Well, not exactly. snowed over, it's bad, but built up and uh, forgot. And then now this brings yep. those old ones out. Hmm. Yep. It could be, it could be old ones or literally new, new sure. concepts you have yet to take, at least in this life. Right. It could be, but when you were a kid, like when you were um, excited about like this oh, one yeah. thing, or, you know, like whatever it is, like you suddenly just have the opportunity to see different perspective in a way that, you wouldn't have seen that there was another option. I would say like on a psychedelic, when you are, I used to think like, okay, this way it doesn't work. Therefore this doesn't work. Right. Cause I was just trying to go down the same path and it wasn't working and I'm hitting a wall. And so this doesn't work. And I think that that's the groove, right? We only see the one way. And if that way doesn't work, whatever, but with a psychedelic, what it allowed me to do and what it actually is allowing you kind of kind of us to do scientifically is we pull out and actually see, oh, there's actually five different ways that we can go. And um, there was there's always a solution. There's actually never a problem when we can pull out and just see like, okay, the solution just isn't in front of me yet. But like, okay, so let me think creatively now about the way in which I can go about this. And so it helps give... Um, yeah, like creative problem solving and and new uh, new perspective and also new perspective if we might pull up enough to realize the route that we've been trying to go is a dead end and always has been, which is why it hasn't worked out. You know, um, I know there was, I went off a, on a 
psychedelic tangent. Which but... is great. Oh, that's... <laughs> 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, I, I'm just, I'm in awe. I could just yeah, say, listen to this. To, right? yeah. <laughs> so, no, <that's... laughs> Please don't take our silence that we're just listening. Yeah. It's, it's really, really uh, intriguing. I, I just, oh, I just keep thinking I want to get him on some mushrooms and sit down and explore this whole podcast and how we can move it even farther forward. You know, we need to get a oh. little more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, but that's kind of like, that's a really good intention. Yeah. Actually yeah. around like for something like a psychedelic. Um, so, and, oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. And- I was just, my, my note that I, that just reminded me was why I think my healing through the whole process um, was because I was imprinting my nervous system with new feelings. And those feelings were joy, fun, happiness, play, laughter. Like I was having so much fun in a, in a state of, uh, in a state of mind, literally scientifically in a state of mind where I'm having a snow day and I am imprinting on all over my nervous system, how wonderful it is to be alive. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that sticks. That stick when it happens over and over and over again, instead of like, you know, the way that we can be re-traumatized by the same because of the, by the world, you know, and by our own thinking, we we oftentimes traumatize ourselves in the way (laughs) we think about things. Right. Because we just think, like you said, we have a pattern. We think the same thing every time, every time something happens, that's a little bit off. You think the same thing, you know, this is going to end the same way again, the same way. So, so you clearly, um, read a lot of books and I was looking on your website and you have a lot of suggestions mm-hmm. and you give a lot of resources, which is, which is great. You're not holding it back. So with that being said, out of all the resources that you've, could you suggest for a beginner or the number one book you would suggest to someone to start with before they went into others? Oh, that's a good question. I know the book that I started with, I feel like would be, especially in the beginning of it, it's, it's like pretty, it's pretty heady and it's like pretty uh it was hard for me to wrap my head around honestly in the beginning and i kind of want to go back to it in the perspective i have now um the book that's coming to me right now that i think is a it's not a psychedelic book but it's by an author named michael singer called the untethered soul have you heard of it i feel like i have heard somebody talking about that i don't know the name yes but yeah i've never read it but so the untethered soul, it, it can be a little repetitive um, at times, but it's just a really interesting way for us to examine that we are not the mind, like the chatter of the mind. And this is like, this again, it's like, it's all about perspective again. And mm-hmm. he talks a lot about um, that there's a witness aspect of us, our higher aspect that is watching the mind, right? There's a part of me that's aware of me talking, right? Like I, I'm aware of the talker. So if I'm, if I'm, okay, he explains it better, but basically it's almost like a science science project. The observer cannot be the thing you're observing. It can't be the same, right? Like if you're observing with a microscope under something, the microscope, whatever's under the microscope cannot be the microscope. And that's what he's trying to say about, about Hmm. us. Okay. That if there's a part of us that is watching the thoughts happening here, then there's another aspect of us that is, that's the kind of the spark of consciousness. And and so these are, it's a spiritual book. And so, but he doesn't say it in um, really like fluffy spiritual terms, to yeah, be honest. Sure. Like, so it might be a little bit easier to digest for people that um, 
want to like ease in. <laughs> to, okay. To okay. Like uh, another book that I really like and what you I just find... described is me every day. Really having yeah. a witness aspect. Yeah. And then to the, when you know that and you can, and you can suddenly become acutely aware of it, then you could be like, Oh, what am I talking about? Like, or what am I thinking about? It's, I love to talk out loud because the thoughts that we ruminate in our head often, like, we'd be like, what are we saying in here? But if we say them out loud, we get to hear the absurdity almost in, mm -hmm. in through senses, through our, through our voice, through our ears. Um, and it's like, that's, that's actually really what I think all the spiritual teachings really talk about is just awareness. So if you're already aware of what's going on and you could still play out whatever story, it could be a good story that you're playing out, but mm -hmm. the, the more that we become aware of what we're saying all the time and why we're doing what we're doing, I think that really is the quote spiritual game, but it's also just the human game. Is that yeah. like, yeah, just putting a pause before reaction changes everything. One one single breath mm -hmm. can stop you from saying something that you can never take back, you know? Yeah. And it's like, that's also what psychedelics really, I had someone beautifully put it on my podcast and I love to, her name was Becca. And she said that psychedelics put a pause for her where there mm. was only reaction. And she was talking about, in her case, um, she, she's sober. And for her, it was like, I'm in pain, react and on, on lots of different things. She's sober for many things. And she said through her psychedelic experiences, um, it creates space, just enough space to say, do you want to do that? Yeah. And she said, and then don't punish yourself if it's still a yes. But, but if you're just reaching without any sense of like, uh, do I want to do this? Is it the right thing for me? You know, right. It's just that, like, should I have this? I do this with eating too. Like I'll reach for something and I can kind of feel like it was kind of a no, I'll go to the grocery store. I'm like, should I have that? And I'll kind of feel a sense of like, yeah, you should get that. Or like, mm, no, you shouldn't have that. And I just kind of like, listen to it. It's like trying, it's like a muscle. Yeah. Like, yeah. That inner. Yeah. I don't, I don't listen to it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Most don't. I'm not gonna no, lie. No, don't beat yourself up. Most, but I watch most... myself. I feel like I watch myself a lot. You're gonna watch yourself go right past the good advice. You're like, nah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> most definitely. All right, cool. Try me again tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> uh, how do you uh, how do you get dialed into the right dosage for yourself for mushrooms? Because I've had one of the one of the experiences I had was a bad one where I over you know, overconsumed and found myself in the fetal position begging for it to be over. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's un yeah. You learn. It, it, it happens. Um, <laughs> how, you know, do you remember how much you took? I have no idea. I mean, we just had some caps and some stuff. I think, you know, I, I don't, I don't remember. But, but could that okay. be the problem that you're just, well, you don't know what you have. First things first is like, get a scale. Really, yeah. really mm. truly like, unless you're, unless you are, um, like more, I guess, adva advanced where you can just kind of like pop a few because you know that no matter where, how much you take, you can kind of, you know where you're at. Right. But like even I don't, I mean, I was during that time where I was telling you about when we were tripping watching the show, like we would just be eating like tons of mushrooms. But once it's kind of like, okay, so when you're dosing, if you start 
kind of like lower and you just keep kind of like adding throughout the day, you're never going to hit that massive, like, holy shit trip. Like if you take it all at once, if you ate, um, let's just say an eighth of mushrooms was always considered the classic psychedelic trip. Uh, An eighth is 3.5 grams. Okay. So if you ate that 3.5 grams over the course of the day, right. And you started with like, you know, a gram and then you like add another gram, then you add another, you know, gram and a half, you would sustain your trip, but you wouldn't be again, this isn't a science and everybody's body is different. So I'm not going to say this is like an exact, Sure. but what I've noticed with myself and, and those that have, that have been around is that, um, if you, you won't hit that massive trip. Now, if you're wanting to have a big trip, you would want to consume it all at once. Sure. So in terms of a number, like I said, the, a classic psychedelic, like full trip is an eighth of mushrooms, 3.5 grams. That is a lot for a lot of people. That would have been a lot for me. The first time when I was 16, I took a half an eighth, which sure. is 1.75 gram. I was tr- full on psychedelic tripping my face off. So, you know, if you were going to, if you want to have like, um, it's all about set and setting too. Right. So I'll, I'll ask you like, where, where were you? Well, I'm going to tell you expecting. Yeah. Well, what was setting? I was camping. So we were out in, out in nature, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I had, uh, I was with my girlfriend and uh, I had I had come out of the tent. This is the story is going to get a little freaky now, but I come out of the tent naked mm-hmm. and uh, hoping that we were going to have our mushroom sex. And she was in her own headspace and just closed up tight. Yeah. And then I took that personally and retreated to the tent and then just got into this, you know. Mm-hmm. But the other two couple times that I've done mushrooms, I've done them at Dave Matthews shows. And absolutely, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the greatest shows I've ever been to. Yeah. So you're right, set and setting and and just that little thing that went wrong. And when your senses are heightened like that, now, mm-hmm. oh God, it's the worst thing ever. Yeah. And uh, so that was, I mean, I think part of the bad experience was more the emotional and mental aspect of it than it was anything physical. Like a rejection, maybe? Yes, right. Like, why is it? Yeah. So. Well, I mean, and that's, that's, that's actually an interesting story because to me, your set and setting was all fine. Like, right. that's, yeah. a, that's, a, it's a good, that's a good thing for you're the sudden setting is like it's a good start is to make sure that you're in a place like nature or your house or just you know joshua tree or something vibey like in the desert um something that makes you feel like safe and comfortable i think comfort is really important when you're in those experiences if you're not in nature because that's got its own magic (laughs) with it to be out and feel so connected um and then setting is your mind, I'm sorry, set is your mindset. So we can go into it thinking things are going to be great. Now, if, you, if you're if you in a really volatile time in your life or you wake up and you're supposed to do a mushroom trip and you are not in a good space, something happened, you got an email, you got a text, like you're just not feeling it, but you had this tr- plan to do this mushroom trip, I would say like, do you have to? at that point like do yeah. you have to because the the like it's not gonna it's not like it's gonna suddenly fix right anything it could exacerbate whatever mm-hmm. is upsetting you at that time and so going in with um 
and that's not to say like you have to be like happy go lucky going into it but just a sense of openness especially if it's going to be more therapeutic right like a lot of people are doing this for depression and and other you know um like anxiety and things like that and so that's not saying like there might not be a lot of days where you're feeling that great but it's one of those times where it's like you just got to have the honest check-in with yourself um and then you can have times like you're saying and you've got your set and setting and it all works and then there's this there's the unknown mm-hmm. element to mm-hmm. a psychedelic that you really can't plan. Right. And that was supposed to be the journey about working out feelings of rejection. How far does that stem? Why, you know, that's not about that moment, right? Like I'm not going to go into like a, a, an analysis with you, but that, that is a good example of what integration would be is why did that hurt me so deeply around being rejected where have I been rejected before? Is this like, am I feeling pain from not maybe her, but the first time, this one time that happened when I was 14 and this girl didn't want, you know what I mean? Like that's the way actually trauma works in the body and it can get triggered at any time. And when something like that gets triggered in a psychedelic, well, then it becomes very all consuming and oftentimes the curriculum. And I always say there's no accidents. Unfortunately, sure. not, not usually fun, but that's oftentimes where the, the within the uh, the not fun aspect, there's mm. so much light like right behind it. Yeah. That's actually that's actually how we that is how we evolve and level up in our life is actually yeah. by shining the lights. That's what mushrooms do, in my opinion, is they just shine lights on areas within ourselves that um that are wounded or you know whatever and it's like i see you and now it's like now your conscious mind sees you too yeah that's usually our conscious mind doesn't see a lot of things we we barely it's like 90 percent is in the subconscious so Mm. when something comes to our conscious awareness i.e psychedelics it could be alarming it can also be amazing it's so interesting to hear you talking about it and to hear you said the word rejection you went I, I'm in therapy. I've been in therapy for a lot. And and some of my therapy deals with rejection. And I've never once mm-hmm. put the two together <laughs> oh. that this would have, you know, so. Well, and I now that we're going to analyze you all night. No, no, but, no, no. But just I just want to throw all there. What I'm hearing, too, is, well, wh- why did why was she in the split this place she was right? Yeah, that's, when you came out? Right, so right, right. if she was in a better place at that time, maybe she had a bad day. And then that it, and yeah, then that's right, what right, the whole right, rejection. Right. So I think. You need to, you need, you two need to talk about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, we're I'm good, but <laughs> it's all yeah. good, but no, yeah. I know that. I, know I, that. I just, it's just interesting. Like I said, that I've been in therapy and talked about rejection in therapy and it never dawned on me that what happened that night mm-hmm. was related, you know, yeah, and that, totally. because totally. we even go ahead. No, we please. even talked about it a little bit about that feeling of rejection and, and how it felt. So it was there. It just never, it never you know, when you say you integrate afterward and never, I never was able to pull it back and integrate it afterward. So, right. Well, this is, this is the beginning. And that's, this is what I love about like psychedelics is that there it's once it's, once it's happened, once it's there, it's always there. Yeah. Like the integrate, you, I could be integrating things that happened years ago that like, I'm still kind of getting like, Oh, that's what that meant. Or like, mm. Oh, cool. Like yeah, just little it's kind of like we're all little puzzles and we're just kind of like finding like the right little puzzle pieces to just like, we're all kind of like tangled up and like 
just balls of emotions and anger and like just resentments and we're just trying to like okay like how do i you know that like when your necklace gets i mean maybe not you guys but like (laughs) when like your necklace gets all like tangled up and it's you're just trying to like each piece you're just trying to like unravel yourself like that's i feel like the journey of every human being is to unravel ourselves from our own bullshit and that's like your analogy with a puzzle piece because everybody's got mm -hmm. a puzzle and everybody probably goes dies without their puzzle being completed. And yeah, you're just kind of going into these psychological things is pulling one out and putting another piece into the puzzle. And yeah. eventually you'll get a full puzzle where people that have their closed minded repetitive. Yeah. Never finish their puzzle. Right. If you want to keep with the puzzle, it's just like, if you've got the closed minded and I try it one way, you keep putting the wrong puzzle piece and the wrong and, and yes. the one spot. And you're Better. like, Still doesn't fit and you're like have you tried a different spot because but they can't see the rest of the puzzle yeah right. they put it aside i'll do that later and then pick it up and do it the same spot yeah, yeah. the focus is just so so small it's just i want to keep and then and like then that. or you just give up on the puzzle and like you just give up and you just it, that's what apathy is just give up yeah. on the whole thing because it's hard because it hurts right and so it's just um yeah so it's like they're tools in a lot of ways they're tools to like help us just see ourselves better yeah. So let's, okay, so let's let's dive into that. So I'm a I'm a beginner. What um, wh- where's the, not the dosage, but out of all of them, what's the best psychedelic to try first? I would say mushrooms. Yeah, I would. Say, oh, okay, well, or or MDMA. Like really, if you can get like really good MDMA or really good ecstasy, and there's, I would definitely in this climate, especially, it's important to do like have test kits, yeah, things of that nature. Um. Just you, like uh, explain that to me. I just went over my head with the whole yeah, MDMA totally. and then the okay, kids. Okay, so MDMA is the technical term for ecstasy. You know, 90s rave ecstasy vibes. Sure. Same thing. Horror stories, but go ahead. Yeah, same thing, but MDMA, um, which is also known as Molly, right? So people will be like, oh, so Molly is how it's referred to. Um, when it first came out, Molly was supposed to be the pure MDMA molecule. Um, but because of the climate we're in, Molly's oftentimes cut with other stuff, amphetamines and different things like that, right? So one, knowing the person that you get it from is very important. And even going a step above, there are test kits now through Mm. um, companies like Dance Safe. There's one called Elevation Chemicals. I think the Elevation Chemicals test kit's like 20 bucks. Dance Safe's a little more expensive. They're more well-known. I think there might be $30, $40 for a test kit and they test everything lsd mdma ketamine um uh the the list goes on i'm trying to think there's one more that like i really want to say i think if you mescaline and like it's, oh, a, it's, a, it's a big and there's different types of tests for different molecules um but let's just stay with mdma right mm-hmm. um there's two different types of tests for mdma which it goes into when you get a test kit and you just put in basically like a grain of, let's say it's like you got Molly because that's it's pretty prevalent right now is to get Molly. Usually it comes in capsules. Um, it comes in kind of like a white powdered form. Uh, sometimes it comes as a rock, but it's like shaved down into a powdered form. Yeah. And then people will put it there and you just put a drop of the test kit on it and you see it turn to, it should turn, it shows you a color range that it should turn to in a certain amount of seconds. That's how you see the strength and the potency and the purity of it. And it, the instructions are all there, right? Sure. That part is important. 
that part is important just because of fentanyl right now. Like uh-huh. it's just, it's so, it's so everywhere that yeah. like, it's really it's hard to like, it's, I feel very sad for the youth right now. Like they didn't yeah, have it's like scary. A, it's a, scary. experimental years. There's like no experimental years anymore for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond oh. that, there is stuff out there. There you're you're breaking up on us. Definitely is like I have great MDMA. <laughs> we good. Um. So so yeah. So I would say MDMA is a really once you got some good stuff, it's okay. a really good. It's a really good way to just like get really in touch with your heart. I know that sounds cheesy, but like it's very heart opening. Like suddenly it just feels good. You can look at often. It's very good if you with a partner like it's very they're actually looking at it for couples therapy because um it could really like reconnect people could really help with relationships um it's super fun to dance on like, <laughs> like obviously the 90s rage you know they're yeah. you know they were doing um <laughs> and i mean and today like the 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 house and like the electronic music scene is like booming right now yeah um but that's a good one and then i would say mushrooms is like I, I like LSD, but it's just a much longer day. It's like a big commitment, hmm. you know, oh, okay. like an LSD experience lasts minimum nine hours up to like 12. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, a like, long time to be in a state like that. If you're, yeah. Uh, like it could be cool. Like it usually, usually when people start having like not a great time on LSD, it's just because they're like mentally done, but like the LSD isn't done. Yeah. So they could be in like hour maybe six or nine and then start being like, okay, is this going away? You know, like you need to have like real um, patience. Definitely. That's a place for set and setting. It's why it's actually a big festival drug sure, because sure. you're kind of in the driver's seat. It's a long day. Like it kind of gives you energy um, and it's dancey, you know, and again, dosage with that, the sure. dosage on LSD is like, oh, kind of a hit is around like a hundred micrograms to about 125 micrograms. Um, yeah. And that could be, you know, a pretty big experience depending on, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend that one as maybe like a, a starter. I would say mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. I would say mushrooms. And I would say like the, the place that I like to start with people that want to have like a trip, but don't want to be like full send is around like a gram and a half or like half an eighth. 1.75 is definitely you're definitely going to be having an experience. There's definitely going to be moments of, of like, do I like this? Oh, am I okay? <laughs> like, you know, like the come up aspect of it is usually the most alarming part. And I, hmm. I have made a couple of videos actually about this just to people to make sure that they know that um, sometimes it's like the most challenging part is right when you're coming up like that first hour, let's say, because you're kind of, you got one foot in one foot out of a world and like, you know, things feel different, but they don't look different, but it's, but like the part of you that is comfortable with the world that, you know, is like, what is happening right now? And like, can kind of like want to hold on to the reins, but you're also just moving in another direction. And so that's where they talk about like surrender and trust. And I think for people just knowing, like if they're feeling a little like disconcerted, disconcerted i'm not sure if that's the right word but um if they're feeling that to just like reassure someone that it's totally normal 
and yeah. then it's not going to last. And a lot of times words like that, like what you're feeling is normal, that's, it's going to move just like feelings move. Like yeah. this, this isn't forever the way you're feeling in this now moment. Like, don't worry, like just breathe. We can like take a little walk. We can put on a different song. That's a big one. Your music, having music ahead of time, like really like planning out your playlists is so important. And I would say like, what should I play? Play whatever you love to hear, yeah. especially if you're trying to have like more of like a fun, joyful experience. Play what you love to hear, you know, like where because dancing is so fun. Like you're saying Dave Matthews. Yeah. Suddenly you put on you love Dave before and then you have mushrooms. You're like, oh, my fucking God, like this is the yeah. greatest show. So well, so it's like just having it just having it planned. Yeah. Well, you do have that um, five tips of a safe trip, <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> which I yeah. think is probably very important. Yeah. So go yeah. check that out because that, yeah. that yeah. probably could save a lot of people or experience yeah. them to go again. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I've got a, I've got another episode I'm going to be coming out with um, next Friday. That's going to be all around like safe tips for solo tripping as well. So if you're wanting to go on a trip by yourself, now I mm. wouldn't recommend that necessarily for someone that's brand new or fairly new to it, because it's nice to have someone who's been there that can just tell you what you're feeling is normal. Yeah. yeah. You know, like those simple words and knowing that you're not alone in it is like really important really helpful and there are people that like still rather journey by themselves they don't yeah. want mm. they want to cry by themselves you know because mushrooms can be very emotional expect okay. some tears you know like <laughs> it can open up a lot potentially or it could be wonderful right i mean i've had like the most fun that's also what i go and go dancing on so it yeah. could be everything so um, you're saying just, for the beginners, don't take the nine full grams and go walk through the park like you did. <laughs> oh my god! Did you listen to that episode? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> definitely, definitely don't do that. I I, I ate nine point two five grams. By the way, I found Holy. out that those mushrooms. Yeah, no, it was an absurd amount. Uh, and I found out those strains of mushrooms. I went back to the guy. He's like, I just found out the potency is like two and a half times. Oh Jesus! What the normal mushroom is you get. So I was like. So like that was like approximately like eighteen grams of mushrooms. He's like basically. I don't know. Like, oh, okay. wow. I was explains a lot. Uh, ripping like I I was having an amazing time, and then um, if you listen to that episode, it also ended up being a really good episode in harm production because I thought I was literally dying, and then I thought, okay, I want to go into it, but yeah, it's not. It's like it's actually a good example of like hubris though, like because I thought. I got, I, cause I do have a very high tolerance of mushrooms and okay. I honestly, I was still talking to people. Like I was still like walking around and like chatting and like most people I don't think could, I think. So I think because I can still like hold my shit together yeah. with, when it comes to psychedelics and like, I also think that it's not as easy for me to let go though. I think in the same, the same capacity to like walk around and talk to people on nine grams of mushrooms is also because the part of me that doesn't want to let go to the experience. So Sure. Uh, yeah. So, so how long, what's a good experience? You said nine hours, nine to 12 hours with uh, LSD. LSD. I could have sworn that was it. So what, what's a good time frame for mushrooms and Molly? Like that you'll last. So Molly lasts about, I would say four, four strong, four hours okay. strong. You'll probably feel it still for six. Okay. Maybe there's some lingering, you know, a little bit after that, but mm -hmm. um mushrooms six hours again i'd say four strong four strong hours 
six to eight hours for mushrooms, but the, I mean, I can't remember a mushroom trip that lasted for eight hours for me. I'm really finding that like, I'm ready to be done with like my big trips by about four hours, four and a half. That's not to say that I'm not tripping still, but like, I'm ready to kind of leave my maybe ceremonial space, depending on how I did it. Yeah. I'm doing a big journey where it's like eyes closed. I'm on my bed. I've got meditation music on and a candle and I'm just going places within myself. Um, I could use, that's usually about four hours. And then I'm like, all right, I'm ready to see some sunlight. I love to trip during the day personally. Oh, okay. um, but a lot of people trip at night too, because the dark is a whole different experience. Now, when I sometimes would trip, I would close all the windows and everything. So it would be dark for me okay. during it. So that it's like a more visual experience that way. Um, in your mind's eye, but, but then like, I love to see like the beauty of nature when you're tripping is so extraordinary. And it yeah. really makes you feel like so grateful to be alive when you could just like see the same tree that you always saw, but you're just seeing it differently. And you just feel so grateful to be alive. I think gratitude is one of the, the, the biggest threads that every I've done 60. Um, I mean, I've recorded about 70 episodes of trip on this and gratitude is probably the number one thing that like that's the through line for everyone yeah. it is that and um it, it puts perspective back in and a lot of the the shamans actually would say like they think that they believe that they should be you know going into a psychedelic experience whether it's ayahuasca or mushrooms every two months as maintenance yeah because mm. life gets heavy this just day-to-day -day life is just heavy out here especially now yeah. it's just it's just heavy and for sure angry and so as a way to like hit the reset button and do kind of a spring clean for the soul yeah they talk about it really every two months and i i i kind of agree like i think that's really has been my every two to three months i usually like feel like the call like i feel the call right now to like do another mushroom trip yeah and i've got one plan so so you, so you pre-plan them. You you sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. It, sometimes, yeah. What about I, a spontaneous? I, I want it. Sometimes, yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, it, okay. Yeah, like it's. I mean, all certainly on like lower doses, it's more spontaneous. Uh, sure. It's more spontaneous, certainly for that because I can be out in the world and trust myself not to get like spooked by by other energies and people. Right. Um, there's people that are just highly sensitive to other people yeah. energy in general. If you know that about yourself, if you know that you can get thrown by other people, period, then then going to a festival or a concert is probably not for you on a psychedelic. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. really understanding like who are you even outside of the psychedelic? Right. Can you do you have really strong social anxiety or even any social anxiety um that you that you're very aware of? Then again, tripping in public is probably not a vibe, but for me, that's not really the case. So I can just be like, like I went to a, an event and I, and I just, I like got the hit. I was like, you should take 0.56 grams of mushrooms. Like it was an exact number. It like just in my head. I was like, five, six. I was like, that's pretty heavy actually for an experience. Like, so I'm like, are you sure? And it was like, mm -hmm. like my higher self was just like, yes, that's it. And I was like, okay. So I ended up taking that. And I definitely, at one point I was like, oh, am I? tripping pretty hard right now like I, am i fine? <laughs> but it was fine it was it ended up being great because i was like really connecting with people yeah um, 
and the big trips I do plan because I want to be in the right yeah headspace and and clear my day and not have anything to do the following day <laughs> that's and why is that well for someone that doesn't know yeah no no, no that's a really good question first <laughs> first you never want to feel like if, if your trip is going longer than you anticipated, you never want to feel like, oh my God, I have to get to work. Like the, the loom, like looming stress of something to do or yeah. somewhere to be. You don't want that coming into your trip of like, what do I have to do tomorrow? Because then that's easy to get in a thought loop around it. So the, the less that you can put on your plate of things I have to do, the more your mind can't get in there and try to like, scare you and then then you try to resist the mushroom or whatever type of experience you're on because you're it's activating fear well before we wrap it up it is but before we wrap it up i do want to ask um do you have any plans to do ayahuasca again and how was your your first experience because it's become the hollywood buzz thing now everybody's doing ayahuasca and it sounds like you (laughs) did it before i had ever even heard of it um do you have any intentions to go back to it i definitely do it's like the one that She's definitely calling me. Um, I I have a lot of reverence for that experience. Um, and I'm hoping that I have the opportunity to sit with ayahuasca again in 2023, um, if not 2024. That's yeah. it's, it's been one of the ones, you know, it just where it's a big expense oftentimes. You know, yeah. it's not like, it's not like mushrooms. Like it's definitely more of a commitment. Yeah. Uh, an ayahuasca journey, you know, in out here, I think it was like 400 for one day. And like some people offer like two, which is like, you know, 750 or eight. And then if you do a retreat, then you're talking like in the thousands. Sure. Um, and especially if you go like to the jungle. So it's definitely um, one of those ones where not only not only from like a financial aspect of it, where I wish it was more available for more people, you know, Mm -hmm. like right there immediately. Like a lot of people just don't have that sitting around. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, it's unlike kind of any experience. And I was very nervous going into that. I, I was ready for it to be like one of the hardest experiences of my life. I was really okay with that though. I really went to the experience like ready to face whatever I needed to face in order to kind of like move forward in my life. I My intention was actually to put me on my soul's path. And what's interesting is it did because um, not only am I talking about psychedelics actually <laughs> and, yeah. and, and how my life is now opening up in such mysterious magical fun ways but it was all around self-love was what I came away with and that experience and to kind of give you like a quick little my experience for me was less visual like less like visions and more I just remember at one point just like feeling like I was in like pink and purple sparkly clouds just like nestled up and I was just laughing hysterically. I was moaning essentially. I was just, I was like going through these range of emotions and there was no thought though. Like the laughter was just the the energy of laughter. Like I just started laughing uncontrollably. And I, there was a part of me cause I wasn't so deep in the experience where like I 
there was still a part of me that was aware of what was happening, but I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop the laughing. And I was so (laughs) self-conscious because I'm like sitting right next to someone. I was like, oh my God, cat, stop. You can imagine when I start moaning sexually (laughs) next to someone, I'm like, oh my God, cat, put a lid on it, girl. You're in a room with like 12 people here. Couldn't stop. And I'm not the only one, by the way. Like there were people laughing. So I was like, okay, it's not just me. Okay. I understand that y'all can't help it either because like, it just doesn't seem to care if you (laughs) want to or not. It just does it anyway. Um, And, but there was no like big takeaways necessarily for myself in my ayahuasca journey in the actual experience. But like, like a lot of people will have very visionary experiences. They'll talk to deceased ancestors and relatives. They'll, they'll get like very direct business. There's a podcaster named Aubrey Marcus who literally was told by ayahuasca exactly what he needed to do from a marketing perspective to launch his first product with on it, how he was going to do it. And he followed the advice verbatim. And now he made a billionaire. (laughs) Yeah. Multi-million dollar company with on it. Sold it to like Procter Gamble. I think, Um, you know, he's just, he's yeah, yeah, he's now he's got mega money, but so, so it can come that way or it can come like mine, which was like completely abstract, completely just, I just was having like insights, like hearing the symphony of, of life. I was listening to all these people, like all different emotions, crying, talking in different languages, laughing, all the emotions and just thinking like, oh, look how connected we all are. Cause like, we all have this, the, the, you know, like, yeah, anyway, but so <laughs> I, 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 um, I, the next day though, I started to weep out. Like it wasn't, I wasn't even sad, but I was crying like someone had died. Like the, my neighbor probably was like, what is happening over there? Like I was like yell crying basically. Like I couldn't even, I, I hadn't cried like that ever, never in my life. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not tripping at this point. Um, but what was happening was I was remembering like all of these memories of, of times that I never cried for myself, like a boy that had um, humiliated me in sixth grade. And like, as I'm crying, that, that memory just like comes up. And I just, it's almost like I'm like, I was crying for all of these moments in my life that I never cried for myself, that I never allowed myself to like actually feel how much that impacted me. Yeah. And I wow. just like filed it away and like stored it somewhere. Released you know. it all. Yeah. I mean, wow. and, and and certainly not all, right? Like this is yeah. the journey of life is like, there's so whatever I need to release in that moment was released. And I went to the beach and I was just writing in the sand and I just wrote, I love, and I just wrote you. And I, I say this a lot, but it sounds like an Instagram quote to be like, love yourself and and you've got to love your, you know, self-love and we see it a lot, but to have the experience of, of that is beyond words. It's, it's, it's not, there's not even a way to like really like intellectualize knowing that comes through an experience um, like ayahuasca and the integration of that and understanding that like, Oh, actually all the keys to everything that I wish to experience in my life starts here with myself. And that was the beginning of really believing in myself and beginning to break down all the walls that I had created around myself um, that said I wasn't 
entrepreneurial, that I wasn't smart enough to do X, Y, and Z, that I could never really, that I could only do this. I just kept myself in this really small box and it began to like help me shed all of that. So sorry. I know. I mean, it's me. It's got to be mine. So I'm really sorry that it keeps doing that. That's all right. What's that? Where was I? Where did I cut out? Um, the final part of the of the next day on the beach and then before in self-love okay it was like an instagram quote yeah 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 yeah. anyway that 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 level of self-love really was the thing that allowed me to mm, believe in myself to actually like go on this entrepreneurial path to create a podcast to look myself in the mirror and say you know what you you can make it you can do it because why not yeah. What, what don't you have right. when you look around what don't why why not you and even though like i don't know what actually is going to happen with trip on this even though it's 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 a lot of cool things are happening this year <laughs> but it was it was just around this idea of like you just put yourself into a direction and just allow life to 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 guide you and and flow but from a place of like really believing in myself yeah. And that is the most immeasurable gift ever and why I created a podcast about it so that others can hopefully experience their potential in this life as well. It is um definitely different perspective. So that's great about the psychedelics. It is absolutely beautiful talking with you. Yes. I, 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 uh, Educational for me. We could, we could do this. All, I could listen to you talk about this stuff all night long. Um, <laughs> and that's why I love your podcast and why I've you know, been so drawn to it. So we really appreciate it. So why don't you let people know where they can find you? And before you do that, I got to tell everybody, go buy her shirt because your your merchandise is top notch. I love that shirt. Oh, thank you <laughs> so. so much. I'm going to be adding more stuff to it. I actually just added a couple of like different like little tote bags. Like it's just my brand on it, but I, my yeah. my logo on it. But it's fun because I'm like, it's like a trip bag, you know, yeah. like if you're going yeah. in, to the park or something and you're going to have an experience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, my trip on this uh, store, my pod where my, you can get merch is on Etsy at trip on this pod. Um, and then trip on this podcast is available on YouTube and all podcast platforms. Then my other podcast life with Kat Walsh is my personal journal style podcast where I really just talk about life and kind of this journey of awakening and awareness and trying to move through the world differently and not kind of subscribing to what everybody else is doing and trying to do something differently. And so if like people are drawn to like also wanting to, I don't know, like push against their own, the the norms of their own life, like that would be a really good podcast for you. And then again, trip on this is just a fun one to like really immerse yourself in psychedelics and all the ways that it can help people. Um, I have a lot of different types of guests on there talking about everything from, you know, addiction to, um, like sex and psychedelics, you know, and, and like relationship to healing trauma and PTSD. So it's a good one. Thank you guys so much for having me. I feel like I talked your ears off. So oh, we loved it. And I, I pulled them. I said, I have so many more questions. And I mean, that's a good one right there with the whole addiction thing. So that's a, maybe for next time that, you know, people are scared of that. So that's great to hear it. And then people that want to come back or not come back, but listen to your, to find out what we were talking about at the beginning. Right. Yes. There you go. Teaser. Go find out. Yeah, teaser. You could. There's two now. There's one on Life with Cat Walsh, and uh, my most recent episode, 63 of Trip on This, is the the most recent account of this 
interesting topic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Kat. We awesome. Thank love you so much. Thanks awesome. so much for joining us. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Bye. Good night. Thank you for listening. The tavern is closed for now, but we'd love to have you back for more fun next time. Seriously, though, get your asses out of here. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Electric acid.